Hey everyone, welcome to When Faith Meets Therapy. I'm Anthony Evans. And I'm Stacy Kaiser. And we are so excited to be able to bring you this podcast series based on our book, When Faith Meets Therapy. Let me formally introduce you to Stacy Kaiser, who is a very well-known, very successful licensed psychotherapist here in the Los Angeles area. And she happens to be my personal therapist. As I was pursuing hope and my practical path to emotional, spiritual, and relational healing, Stacy has been my therapist along the way, and I wanted to be able to share her with all of you. Now, one thing that I need to let all of you know is that a therapeutic relationship is a confidential relationship. So I'm not usually on a podcast or in a book talking about my clients. As a matter of fact, if I run into them, we typically have some sort of an arrangement where I don't tell anyone that I'm their therapist. The reason that Anthony is here is because Anthony has waived his confidentiality to share all of this with all of you. But what you will notice as you're listening is that Anthony will be sharing his story. I won't be sharing his story. Absolutely. And tell him one one last important thing before we dive into today's episode, Stacey. Yes. It's important for everyone to know that this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the guidance of your mental health professional or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have about any condition that you might have. Now, if you are in a crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you are having a mental health crisis or suicidal thoughts, there is a new hotline, much like we dial 911, dial 988. That's 988, and you will get to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at a crisis center in your area at any time. If you are located outside of the United States, call your local emergency line immediately. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, y'all, welcome to episode four of When Faith Meets Therapy. Today, I am here talking with Stacy Kaiser about the art of forgiveness because forgiveness is an art at times. It's it's not just as simple as doing it. It takes effort. It takes effort to forgive others and it takes even more effort to forgive ourselves. Oh. So, I mean, Ephesians 4:32 says be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. And that is not always easy, Stacey. It isn't. Um, I think before we talk about forgiveness, uh, we should talk about what it is. Now, forgiveness means different things to different people. But for me, it's literally about making a conscious decision to take the feelings of resentment that you have towards a person who's hurt you or harmed you in any way and letting those feelings go. Now, that doesn't mean that you forget what the person did, but it's about not holding on to it, Um, mostly for your own peace. You know, when you hold on to anger and resentment, it's actually not good for your mental health. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so we need to um, forgive people so that we can set ourselves free. Yeah, I look at holding on to resentment and anger and all those things that come with unforgiveness, I look at those as very heavy. They're obviously very, very heavy. And I always, you know, my my mind always thinks in illustrations. I think about 
in in the weight room holding on to heavy weights and 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 continuing to rep those weights out it creates calluses like your your hands your physical body starts to create a callus so that the weight is bearable it's still there but you don't feel it as much unforgiveness to me creates calluses on your heart to where you don't feel like you start and it's not like you can pick and choose what you can feel you just stop feeling because of the weight that you are carrying and choosing not to put down and then you miss out on so much joy, so many experiences in life, so many deep relationships because I'm, I've had unforgiveness in this area and now I have calluses. My heart is callous and I cannot feel. So this, this episode is about putting down that weight, putting down the weight of unforgiveness and resentment. Um, and I kind of feel like since it's we're talking about faith and therapy, that you should talk about, because I gave my definition of forgiveness. I think you should talk about the faith piece for you on the forgiveness front. Yeah, well, the, the faith piece, I mean, Colossians 3.13 says, bear with each other and forgive each other. Um, and if you have a grievance against somebody, forgive as the Lord forgave you, which I completely get that. It's it's always been hard. This is why we're having this podcast because me reading that verse and knowing that verse is, is not, it's not easy. It's not easy for me to just forgive somebody who I have a grievance with and, and, and walk away from it fully. Forgiveness to me is doing the work that it takes to actually get to a place where you can truly forgive and not just say, I forgive you, and you really haven't. That's that's not that that's that that's not what it is. So forgiveness to me is understanding what the word says about it, but then getting practical steps to to walk walk that out, where you let go and you reposition yourself to not be in a place again where you're gonna have to forgive the same scenario over and over and over again. Um and that goes back to the other episodes with relationships and the things that re- repositioning and all that stuff. But, but uh, yeah, that, that's what it initially means means to me. Yeah, and you know, holding on to anger, pain, frustration, whatever it is, um, it doesn't serve us any purpose whatsoever. And as a matter of fact, there we talk about this in the book. Um, there's research studies on how people who forgive actually feel better physically and emotionally. Yeah. And holding on to it can actually, like what you were saying, bring us down. Now, I do think that there are times that you can just forgive easily or you can pray it away. Yeah. So I think we're talking about the times where it's that nagging thing, um, which typically comes out of a big hurt or somebody who has hurt you that you're forced to still spend time with. Um I think that those are the hardest ones to overcome. And so one of my, you know, suggestions for people who are struggling with forgiveness is to have some compassion. Mm -hmm. I'm not from the South, but my (laughs) friends from the South always say like, oh, bless their heart. They couldn't help themselves. Which in the South is code for like, (laughs) a lot of times bless your heart is like, I don't like that person, but I'm saying the Christian thing to be nice. Sorry, that, that's no, an extra but layer that's, to but the that's co- part yeah. of it. But yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. They can't help themselves. Yeah. So one of the forgiveness mantras that I use is literally, I am going to forgive this person because they cannot help themselves. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. even the people that I think walk around deliberately hurting people are damaged. You know, hurt yeah. people hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 the whole they they can't help themselves thing is is I get that. And a lot of times I have to forgive, but then my faith sometimes has me going back in and I have to remember that no, they can't help themselves. So you can forgive, but at the same time, forgiveness uh, doesn't mean go back into scenarios that are going to create 
more uh, you're going to be hurt again. I that's I keep going to that exactly. point. Exactly. That, that's where forgiveness has led me as a believer is like another chance. God's given me a million chances. Give another chance. Give a chance. I'm like I'm not God though, so I need to forgive and then reposition because. Yes. Uh, I can, yeah. Forgive and protect. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. like literally, you need to protect yourself because if you know, you and I are sitting here recording this podcast, and you hit me, and then you go, "Oh, I'm sorry, I did that. I was just really upset with you, Stacy." I might be like, "Okay, I forgive you," but I'm gonna <laughs> prepare to duck next time. Yeah. I'm not just gonna stand here in front of you and let you swing at me again. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I just want to make sure that's clear in the area of forgiveness, for especially for. Um, people who always are being hopeful like me or looking for the best or all, all that stuff. I think that that is, that is wildly in, important. You know, ho- holding on to unforgiveness is also, you know, <laughs> I, I talk about, I always, you know, here we go. Word, word pictures and metaphors. This is welcome to the Evans life. Um, you know, if there's, there was a point in my house where somebody cooked something in my oven and it overflowed onto the bottom of the oven and it was really annoying. But I was like, okay, maybe this will magically go away some kind of way because it got like real hard at the bottom. I didn't want to go clean that. It was just miserable. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing all that. It's too much work. It's an oven. It's supposed to have stuff in it. But what happened is that anytime now, well, I, I eventually cleaned it, but anytime that oven heat got, got turned on and got hot, you would smell this rancid residue of something that was there that was never cleaned out it, it, because the heat was turned on. And I think unforgiveness, undealt with unforgiveness, creates a residue in your heart that sits still, it sits dormant when everything is fine. But when things heat up, when, um, a, you know, when, you, when there's pressure on you, when there's stress on you, when a relationship gets hard, then all of a sudden there's residue there. You're, you're dealing with having a stench in your life from residue that was undealt with. And I think unforgiveness is you doing a favor. I mean, forgiveness is you doing a favor to yourself and and getting that residue out so that when things heat up in your life, it's not, you're not dealing with a, a you know what I mean? A stench. I, I've, I've, yeah. I've had a scenario where I reacted to somebody and the reaction was too big. The reaction was based on unforgiveness toward them or unforgiveness toward myself and it was coming out and, and actually starting to destroy other things in my life. And I think uh, not being able to forgive others and especially yourself will create pr- problems. It'll just create problems for you for, for you down the line that, that are harder to clean up, harder messes to clean up. Yeah, I actually think that that's a great point. And one of the things, and you know, we've talked about the importance of like getting things off your chest and communicating and stuff like that. If you are holding on to re- resentment, towards someone else and then someone does something to you again it is going to be double yeah and then if it happens a third time it's triple yeah and what ends up happening is it becomes toxic within you and so you want to clear that out by having forgiveness moments and there will literally be times where I like. Well, let me just be honest. I hold a grudge sometimes. The, uh, I, I didn't have it know in this me about Stacy because we always talk about <laughs> me when I'm with you, not you. Tell me more. Tell us more, Stacy. I hold a grudge sometimes, yeah. and and I have a tendency where if if because I give people a lot of chances because I'm just a compassionate person who knows people make mistakes. But but what will happen is I will give somebody sometimes five, ten, fifteen chances, and then I get mad at them. And Oof. I catch myself holding the grudge. I'm like, wait a minute, Stacy. You gave them grace times one, two, three, four, five, six, 25. That is on you. Yeah. And so that's when I have to stop and say to myself, you know what? I need to actually relook at my own behaviors. And, and, 
all of us do things like this. So I want you to stop and ask yourself, did you give someone too many chances? And that is why you are struggling to forgive them. Stacey, can you believe that it has been over five years since we met? I can't believe it's been five years. And five years ago, I never thought that you and I would be sitting in a room doing a podcast called When Faith Meets Therapy. And I really want to thank you because I think you're helping a lot of people. The stigma with therapy is real. And what we want people to know is that you can hold on to your faith and you can also work on yourself in a therapeutic process and environment. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. They don't, but I'm, I'm excited that we, we are able to do this together to help people break out of cycles that are detrimental to them. Um, doing the work is not a sign of weakness. A lot of us think that therapy means that we're weak in our faith, and that is not the case at all. It's about helping you get a clear path to find healing. And we're hoping that this book helps you break through. I'm hoping that all of you will see that Anthony and I tried to share both of our perspectives. Anthony as a worship leader, artist, and producer, and me as a therapist. It is my belief that all the people that read our book and listen to this podcast will find help, hope, healing, and freedom while trying to navigate life's struggles. I want you all to know something. No one is immune from life's difficulties. And yet many people are reluctant to talk about their mental health or seek professional help when they're struggling. So what's the next step if somebody wants to get this book, Stacey? It's available everywhere. Just search for When Faith Meets Therapy book, and you can purchase a copy from wherever you like to read. This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. Life is full of twists and turns, moments of growth, and moments where we feel like we're taking a few steps back. And it's important to show up for yourself and your loved ones through all of the struggles that life can bring. Faithful Counseling will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. Anthony and Stacy are passionate about getting you connected to a trained and licensed professional counselor. So here's how it works. Visit www.faithcounseling.com slash when faith meets therapy and sign up to get the professional faith-based counseling that you deserve. Once signed up, you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor and schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. Faithful Counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed until you find the right fit for you. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. We all need to talk to someone and Faithful Counseling can help. Again, it's as simple as visiting www.faithfulcounseling.com slash when faith meets therapy. Best yet, you will get this special offer for When Faith Meets Therapy listeners. Get 10% off your first month at www.faithfulcounseling.com slash therapy. Thanks again to Faithful Counseling for sponsoring this episode.
Say that one more time. Hold on. Did you give somebody so many chances? chances. Yeah. Did you give someone so many chances? That your your resentment. Say it. Say it again. Did just you everybody give needs- somebody so many chances that your resentment grew, Which and that enabled you to struggle to forgive them? And if you did, then you need to take your own your part. Right. Take responsibility for the fact that you allowed repeated offenses, repeated offenses. Mm. I also think that we have to give people space and grace for change. There are a lot of people who come and talk to me who are angry with a family member. You know, I like to believe that most parents are doing the best that they can. Most of the people that raise us are doing the most, best that they can. Most, yeah. um, I mean, there are, uh, that, that is an exception to there are very toxic, abusive, mm-hmm. narcissistic people who are not really so much doing the best that they can, probably. Right. But, but people will come to me and say, I can't forgive my parents for everything from not letting me buy designer jeans to not helping me get a tutor in school when I was struggling or um, not prioritizing the family or whatever it is. And... And many years later, we have to stop and ask ourselves, were they trying their best? Were they having good intentions? And have they changed? You know, is your relationship good now? Because people do change. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned something. I think we can kind of just circle, go into this land just a little bit. We talked about forgiveness, uh, taking, taking your taking responsibility for your contribution in a scenario where you've made forgiveness harder. What about a scenario where you didn't ask for it? Like the stuff that happened to you, you didn't contribute anything. Like we have people who, like people who are watching or listening who are victims, period. Yes, yes. How do you, how do you uh, work on forgiveness from a place of, I didn't do anything. I, I just got the short end of this uh, short end of the stick and right. I have to forgive somebody who doesn't really deserve it. That's ironic because I do work um, with a lot of survivors. Yes. Yeah, you do. Uh, like I worked on surviving R. Kelly, for yeah. example. I was and about to say that. I didn't know if we could, but yeah. yeah no, lo- we can yeah. say that. I worked okay. on surviving Jeffrey Epstein. I work with a lot of survivors and, and I have to tell those people it is not your fault. Right. It is not your fault. And you don't need to forgive the person for doing that bad thing thing but you need to let your anger go and sometimes that is through therapy and counseling the more traumatic it is the more probably support and counseling that you need it it is also through through just not wanting to hold on to what has happened you know if i sit in in anger for too long at the person that hurt me then i am depriving myself of peace today so I mm-hmm. want to focus on thriving and growing and making my life as good as possible in spite of that person. Yeah. I believe that the feelings that come up, uh, uh, well, we, we say this uh, in general about emotions, but a lot of times unforgiveness can be coupled with anger, sadness. I mean, just a, a, those emotions come with it. But you've always told me emotions are indicators, like a check engine light. So there, there are you can't just look at a check engine light and and it resolves itself. That is telling you that there is something under the hood that you need to figure out is going on. And what I've noticed with unforgiveness and the sadness that comes with that or the anger that comes with that is the longer that I do not pay attention to this check engine light or check soul light or check heart light, whatever you yeah. want to call it, I am setting myself up for a breakdown. Like 
if the check engine light comes on and you wait four months to deal with it, you're setting yourself up for a problem that costs you way more than if you would have dealt with it at the very beginning. And I think unforgiveness, the emotions that come with holding on to that can set you up for a breakdown. Like there, there, are, there were moments earlier on when I was dealing with uh, kind of admitting to myself that I held on to things that were bad for me just, just, just too long where I got very, very, I, I went into de- de- depression really because I was not able to get to the baseline of what it was. And for me, it was, it was literally, I was holding on to unforgiveness. Most of it was not being forgiving to myself, which, yes. yeah. And I did not do that. And it literally caused me to go into a literal depression. I could not get out of bed. I was, uh, couldn't sleep. Like anything would wake me up. I would try to lay down and sleep, would sleep for like 20 minutes and then sit. I don't even know if you knew about this step. Maybe, yeah, but way back. But I, I had to address not being able to forgive myself and giving myself the grace and mercy that I so freely give to other people in order to pull myself out of this pit. So my encouragement to whoever's listening um, is to address those emotions are indicators that something needs to change those emotions that are coming. And a lot of times what needs to change is you being able to forgive yourself and forgive others. Yes, I absolutely love that. Um, I could have a whole other podcast on looking at your feelings. So when we were talking about people who have been victimized, like people have been assaulted or abused or neglected um, or, you know, victims of a narcissistic, toxic human being or things like that. There are lots of feelings that are connected to that, that are completely separate from forgiveness that need to be looked at, that are bubbling up. Mm-hmm. But what I find a lot of people do is a lot of us have a tendency to be very hard on ourselves. We beat ourselves up. Mm-hmm. And that speaks to what you were talking about, where it's like we need to give ourselves grace and forgiveness. We are not perfect people. Not at all. And we can't <laughs> expect that. Yeah. And if we don't give our own selves grace, right? We're with, we're you're with yourself, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. Like if you aren't being kind to yourself, who on earth is going to be kind to you? Right, 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 right. Yeah. And the roller coaster in our own brains of beating ourselves up is something that is way more impactful than anyone else being hard on us. So I want to encourage everybody who's listening to this to think about moments in your life that you have not forgiven yourself. In this book, I won't share the story now, I talk about somebody that I grew up with who was bullying me on a regular basis. And I spent a lot of years after that being mad at myself for putting up with it until I later realized that the way our dynamic was... I didn't have the strength or the knowledge or the skills or any of that to battle like somebody who was such a masterful bully. Right. And that was the day when I said to myself, I I did the best I could in those moments. I need to forgive me and accept me that this was the best I could have done. Yes. And sometimes that's what forgiveness is. It isn't I absolve you of everything you've done wrong or myself. It's that... I understand that under the conditions, this is the best it could have been. Yes. And that, you know what? I'll just tell a, a little bit about my, I'm very, very protective of my family, but my dad and my mom both did the best that they could. But 
there was stuff that happened as related to this church that my dad still still is a pastor of. Um, the, the the yeah, it's 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 his life's work that he did not know. He did not know how offended I was as a child by the energy that he put into that church because he didn't he did not know he was doing the best he could but he didn't he didn't know because I was a quiet kid so I I didn't I was quiet to myself didn't really he didn't know that um I needed to be built emotionally the same way he was building the church because he just thought one kid my parents I was thinking so crazy I, I was thinking like um you know, my parents used to take me to the, I used to love horses. I still love horses going to the barn. They would take me and drop me off at the barn thinking we have this easy kid who we can just drop off at a barn and he's good. And I wouldn't say anything. And they, they would be like, we have this easy kid I can drop off. And I'd be thinking, why do they leave me at this barn? Like, right. That's and that was totally an accident. And, yes. and at that age, you wouldn't have not even had the wisdom to understand like, a few things. Number one, he has a responsibility to the individuals of the right. church, right? It's not just the it's not the church building. There's people there, right? And and you also wouldn't have had the wisdom and knowledge to know that probably if you said something to them, they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> we thought we were doing you a favor. Literally, you know, come with us, or let's we'll do this, or we'll mm -hmm. figure it out." And so, so your silence, yeah, ended up hurting you. It and did, you didn't and I never never said anything. Didn't know any better. So all these years go by where. Where I start to build in a wild amount of resentment toward my father and mother's ministry in general. Like I have to be careful to this day, my proximity to it, because it will evoke this thing in me. But I got to a place where once I realized as an adult, I realized when I told my parents about this, when I was like 20 something, this is, I mean, I didn't say anything. I would be thinking on the inside, I'm crumbling on the inside, but look what they can build. And they're choosing to not build me. They're choosing to build that. So I, I mean, I'm telling you, I had issues. And even to this day, my family has to keep, they, under a table, if we're having a family meeting or a church meeting, I will feel Priscilla, Jonathan, Crystal's leg touch mine or a hand touch mine when they feel me winding up and going, reverting back to that, those issues inside of me. But the bottom line of what, what why I'm, I'm telling you the story is because I had to get to a place where I had to realize they did the best they could with the knowledge they had. They did not know everything that I was needing. Yeah. And I, that is how I got to a place of forgiveness, even though it didn't fix everything. Even though I'm in therapy sometimes talking about stuff that happened when I was 10. <clears throat> now, I, I had to get that helped me forgive them to go, that's, that's the best that they knew how to do. And I'm very grateful. I mean, my family's amazing. But that in that moment was me choosing to look at not what I don't have, but that was, they were doing the best that they could. Changing my perspective. Yes. And their intentions were pure. Yes. Right? It wasn't oh, like, yeah. ah, ha, ha, let's go put Anthony with the horses where he will suffer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Never, <laughs> like, never. It was never the case. literally like, wow, he's great. And now we can go do this. Like, everyone's great. Yeah, yeah. And and that is that is what a lot of people are busy doing. So if they're not like a toxic, abusive person, which is a completely different category, yeah, by the which way. Is, yeah, that's a whole other um, thing. Completely different category. We're talking about those that are well-meaning. Yeah. Um, and the best of intentions. And, and in, on the self-forgiveness front, you know, we all have moments that we regret. Yeah. And we need to give ourselves grace for those moments. Yeah, you always tell me to be kind to, to myself. Better. Yep. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going. Oh, yes. that was a good, that was <laughs> good. Yeah, you always tell me to be kind to myself. And I think that 
an action that we can all take, which which you mentioned, and because Stacy in this in this book, I know we keep mentioning it, but she gives us tips on how to how to get get to um, get to the place of forgiveness. And I think one one of those things that you say is is work work on stopping stopping yourself from going to the negative and thinking negative thoughts around those circumstances or expressing it by negative words about the person who hurt you, and try to figure out a way to get away from that narrative to get away from the weight of that narrative of, of, of holding on to the negative, um, that, that negative, uh, nar- narrative. One of the things that all of us have a tendency to do is to just build the narrative that is negative instead of taking a moment and saying, did I learn anything from this? Like yes. I have to believe you being silent as a kid has now taught you something as an adult. If I asked your family, do you speak up when something's bothering you? What would they say? <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, he does. And sometimes <laughs> with a little bit too much energy on it, but yes. Yeah, 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 but yes. Right, but you learned, you, yes. you spinned it into something positive. You're like, I am gonna use my voice now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you will just wrap up this episode by saying, if you are struggling to forgive, have patience with yourself and get support from those who you trust or those whose podcast you're listening to, you know what I mean? Get, get that support. And, um, and again, consider, I mean, it's not, it's not always easy. And the, 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 um, the traumatic stuff that we didn't even get into, I mean, you talking about being, working on surviving R. Kelly, that's a whole different level of having to get to a place of forgiveness because that's, wild that that's you know what i mean that that and that's kind of trauma has happened to people who are listening to this so that's a deeper level of forgiveness but the bottom line is that forgiveness doesn't just set someone else free it sets you free so it's worth the work Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to When Faith Meets Therapy. You can go deeper with us on today's episode by picking up a copy of our new book, When Faith Meets Therapy. It's available wherever books are sold. And if you felt like you got something out of today's episode, do someone a favor. Share it with a friend who might need to hear that they can find hope and that there is a practical path to emotional, spiritual, and relational healing. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. This show is a part of the Converge Podcast Network.